Hey everybody and welcome to Total Recap, your WWE Women's Podcast Show. I am your host Dane and I am riding WrestleMania solo. I have no idea how this happened, but good luck to you all and thank you for listening to me. Now, I did forget to mention my valet Kesha in yesterday's episode, but she's still here She's just having a hard time dealing with the fame of the podcast. Now, let's get into it, right? You guys know the drill. I am Dane. I'm without Josh today, but I have Kesha and we are discussing WrestleMania Part 1. If you guys aren't already aware, WrestleMania is over two big nights, uh, Sunday and Monday here in Australia, but Saturday and Sunday in the US. And I have just finished watching part one. Unfortunately, I could not have live tweeted it as (laughs) we had daylight savings. So our time changed and we were 45 minutes late to the game. However, that does not stop my opinions on WrestleMania itself. Now, what a WrestleMania. This was certainly one of the most unique WrestleManias that I have ever had to watch because there was no crowd. Not only was there no crowd, there was no pyros. And also, I I don't know. I just thought I was watching a Raw or a SmackDown. Turns out I was just watching a WrestleMania. So to grasp my head around the idea that this was the biggest night of the year was a little bit hard. So... I guess with some of my scoring and some of my comments, I do have to remember that, you know, there was was no crowd. There was no live atmosphere. I don't know. What I do know is that I had to drink a lot during this boneyard match between AJ Styles and The Undertaker. So if I'm a little bit slurry, that's not on me. That's on Vince McMahon. So I blame him and him solely. I also blame Josh because he's not here. However, the show must go on as coronavirus, COVID-19, and the WWE has shown us the show must go on. And what a way to kick off the show because we had the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. Yes, one of two matches that we had during part one of WrestleMania. Now, just to quickly seg note and side note here, I will be releasing our WrestleMania breakdown episode in one go. That means that you are getting my thoughts and my reactions fresh after watching it, as well as tomorrow night. So, tomorrow you might just have a more cohesive Dane hosting this show. But that's okay. I will forgive you. I also forgive future Dane, or past Dane in this sense, who is having to recap these first two matches. Now... Let's get into it. So, the Women's Tag Team Championships are on the line. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. 
not only are trying to defeat the Kabuki Warriors, the team of Asuka, the team of Kairi Sane, but not to mention the first match of the night. Also, fun fact, the second longest match of the night. I hope if I remember. <laughs> now, all I remember was looking at the Wikipedia time scores and seeing that the Undertaker and AJ Styles match went for 35 minutes. Uh, 33 minutes too long. Also, the Undertaker's wife, Michelle McCool, was not there. After all this build-up as to how she was the issue, she didn't even show up. Come on, the Undertaker's wife, Michelle McCool. Get it. Step it up. Now, the match itself. The Women's Tag Team Championship match. How awesome was that? Now, some things that I do have to highlight were the fact that there were two very missed botches? Two very missed almost pinfalls that should have costed the match. So, what happened? Not only were Josh and I right, but Alexa Bliss... And Nikki Cross are your new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Yes! How good is that? Not only did they manage to win the Tag Team Championships, they are now the first ever two-time WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Just like, I love you! Like, good on you, Alexa Bliss. I'm very, very happy. Congratulations. Now... Let's get into some thoughts that I have here. Awesome match. What a good way to open up the show. Was very pleased with the back and forth between the two teams. I really enjoyed the interaction between the Kabuki Warriors and Alexa Bliss. Not to mention that um, I always forget Nikki Cross as like a good superstar. I don't know why. It's all about Alexa Bliss. Uh, Kyrie Sane as well. Really good. But really what I was looking for was the chemistry between Alexa Bliss and Asuka. But... I don't know why I said but. And it was just a very good match. A lot of good back and forth. There was an awesome meteor aura from Kyrie Sane to Alexa Bliss in the turnbuckle. Kind of was a small botch. However, it looked really well. Got the close pin for only a two count. What I do need to talk about was there was a crossbody from the top turnbuckle from Nikki Cross onto Asuka. And while the ref was doing the count, he got to two... And you could see, like, in the background that Kyrie Sane was about to do the insane elbow. Uh, so the ref is like, one, two! And then, like, a pause. And you're like, ah, uh, mate, count to three because this is how it works. And then half a beat later, boom, the elbow hits, right? So for some reason, I was just like, hang on now. If this is WrestleMania pre-recorded and all that jazz, would we not have tighter editing? I mean, like... Vince, hire me. Like, I could do this. I could help you make this look better. But insane. <laughs> insane. <laughs> Instead, we got this weird random botch count. So that was cool. That was fine. Um, Not to mention, we also had this other weird moment where Asuka was able to get in or lock in the Asuka lock to Nikki Cross. So prior to that, Nikki Cross had actually done a crossbody and then like the insane elbow. Think of that, but reverse. So how did it set up? Asuka had the Asuka lock on Nikki Cross and then she randomly like let go and like kind of hugged her. I mean, obviously to protect Nikki Cross, but we just had too much camera footage on it itself so we could tell 
that, you know, Oscar was protecting her and holding on to her, only to have a twisted bliss to obviously break up the non-Oscar lock, just the Oscar cuddle. You know what I mean? Anyway, to end the match, we actually had a neck breaker from Nikki Cross along with a twisted bliss onto the knees to get the one, two, three. And your new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I know I had already said it, but the actual satisfaction of seeing it and re having to tell you guys again is everything. What a match. What a match. I would actually give this five stars out of seven title reigns. Because what a way to open up the show. And it's only night one. Who knew that um, we would uh, just eventually get on a massive downward spiral? Do I have to reference uh, Braun Strowman? No? Just anyone? Okay, that's cool. I will just ignore it. Now, moving forward, um, guys, I don't know how to say this. It was match number three of the night, and it was extremely disappointing. We had the WWE Raw Women's Championship match. That's right. The match that I was an 11 out of 10 excited for. The man, the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch defending against the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler. What more could go wrong? Well, let me tell you just exactly what happened. (sighs) Guys, one, why this only went for eight minutes? Why this match was third on the card? And why... Did Becky Lynch retain? I have so many questions. I have so many thoughts. I have so many opinions. So let's just kind of like rewind it and start back from the beginning. Which is a positive. Because Becky Lynch came with her goddamn man truck. The man Becky Lynch came in on a truck. I was going to say monster truck, but I don't think it's a monster truck. It's just a truck, right? She came in on the truck. I don't think she has a license for it, but it looked sick anyway. She had this gold-studded black and gold leather jacket. Yes, bitch, get it. And then Shayna Baszler came out in red. Beautiful. All red. Red and gold. Like you. Reminded me of that Total Divas era where um, Eva Marie and Mandy Rose were trying to form a tag team and they were like red and gold. And I was like, ah, Shayna, obviously throwing homage, right? Something to reference here is that they had to bring up the Elimination Chamber match where Shayna Baszler has been the only WWE superstar to eliminate all five competitors by themselves in the match. So, let's get that in our heads, right? Shayna Baszler buried the entire Raw women's division in the Elimination Chamber match. You saw it, you heard it, you listened to our episode... So let that sink in, that the announcements team, the commentators, brought that up. Okay? Now, the match itself, right? Awesome fright from the get-go. A lot of slaps. Well, slaps, I say. Like, a lot of punches, but it sounded like slapping noises. Very brutal. Very physical. Enjoyed it. Now, this was one of those matches that I actually had thought that if there were a live crowd there... 80,000 people, this would have blown my fucking mind, right? So I'm going to give them some credit and I'm going to give 
them some slack. However, if some of, like, you know, if the live audience was there, it just would have, like, boosted it up so much. Unfortunately, it just didn't happen. What I did enjoy, there was a devastating knee slash kick to Becky's face. Enjoyed that. I enjoyed Becky Lynch giving up a good fight. I enjoyed the outside ring work. However, and this goes for the whole of WrestleMania, right? And I need everyone to listen and to pay attention to this. And I'm going to go in very close and very quietly for this one. If I have to listen to the commentators, if I have to listen to the wrestlers, or if I have to listen to the backstage announcement announcers, reference a WrestleMania moment again, I'm going to lose my shit. WrestleMania moments are things that happen naturally. They happen organically. Stop trying to say I'm going to get my WrestleMania moment because you ruin the fuck of what it actually is. Am I getting through to you? Thank you. Side note there. I'm sorry, it's ended. It's fine. Um, What I did also notice about this Raw Women's Championship match is that the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler, was not once referenced as the Queen of Spades. I could be wrong. Double check it. They instead refer to her as the cage fighter. Did anyone pick up on that? That was very interesting. A very quick link to the Elimination Chamber where she buried the entire Raw Women's Division. So, what happened in this eight minutes? Good back and forth. You know, the whole time I'm waiting for Shayna to lock in her... I'm just going to call it the Shayna Lock. I know it has a name. I know it has a title. I can't remember. Okay? Sorry. So, the Shayna Lock. She finally gets the Shayna Lock in and... Becky just does one of the flips and pins her for the one, two, three. Ending it suddenly. It's kind of like they missed the last three to five minutes of this match. You know, the hype, the build up, the, oh my God, Becky has to disarm her. Oh my God, Shayna has to lock in. She's recovered. Oh my God. There was just no fucking build up to this ending. It kind of just happened. And then Becky did a, Becky did a roll up and boom, that was it. It's, was just so underwhelming and it was just so disappointing that it just kind of ruined the, <laughs> ruined the rest of WrestleMania for me. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that was it. Becky retained. I don't know how we move forward from here because if Becky can beat Shayna and Shayna buried the entire Raw Women's Division, who is a threat? Who is, tell me, tell me, Kesha, hey, who's a threat? Are you a threat to, uh, to the man Becky Lynch? Are you going to take a title? No, I didn't think so, because you were buried with Shayna at the Elimination Chamber. Who do we have? It just makes no sense. I understand that Becky will now get to a year-long title reign, which is awesome. Like, you know, we haven't had a title reign as long, but there's just... It just feels like they single-handedly buried the man, Becky Lynch. They buried Shayna. Also, what happens to Shayna now? Does she go back to NXT? Huh? Huh? Tell me. Anyway, you guys, I give this match a three out of seven stars. I had so much hype and so much build-up for it that it was a good match if it just had went on a little bit longer and gave me some climactic ending, some good build-up. I would have really enjoyed it. 
that's a lie. I kind of would have enjoyed it to a T because, well, Shayna didn't win. And it just goes back to me saying for the last three months, Shayna was robbed. She still is robbed. Anyway, what can I say? Clearly, I didn't get this prediction right. Josh, you did. Congratulations. Now, yeah, I don't know. I'm left in a weird lull moment because the Raw Women's Division just, what do you have going for you? It'll be interesting to see what happens on Monday Night Raw. Anyway, guys, that was the end of part one. I'm just going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a quick 24 hours and I will see you back for part two where we have the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line as well as the NXT Women's Championship being defended. I'll see you there. Thank you, guys. I have no sister. I wish you died in the womb. Hey everybody and welcome back to Wrestlemania day number two. Wow. Yes, we are officially 24 hours after the first half of this episode and we are back with Wrestlemania day two with two women's matches. We have the NXT Women's Championship on the line between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley defending her championship as well as the five-pack elimination challenge match. Now... I have something to uh, admit to you now that I uh, had time to review day one of WrestleMania. And that was the fact that the uh, women's tag team match was not the second uh, longest match of the evening. So, retracted and apologize. <laughs> also, I am going blind here tonight with no uh, no notes. I didn't write them down. I did rewatch the matches twice, so hopefully I'll be able to give a uh, good playback and a good breakdown. However, it just might not be the best. All right, so let's just get like straight into it, shall we? First up, and first match of the night as well. So day two had the same flow and the same pattern with starting off with a women's match. So match number one, NXT champion, sorry, NXT women's champion, Rhea Ripley defending against the Royal Rumble 2020 winner, Charlotte Flair. What a match. Now, I have to give this one the best women's match of WrestleMania this year. Good physicality, good back and forth, good storytelling, a little bit too much screamy screamy from Rhea Ripley, but she was really selling that knee injury from the Queen Charlotte Flair. I actually genuinely thought that Rhea was going to retain her title. Spoiler alert, she didn't. And what happened? Charlotte Flair became your 11-time women's champion by winning the NXT Women's Championship for the second time. What does this mean though? And this is what I really need to try and think about, hey? So, Rhea has just been squashed, okay? But Charlotte's now the champion, all right. Does Charlotte go back to NXT now? What's her deal? I'm trying to think about it still. Still not mad at the outcome. It was such a good match. It was good length timing. As I said, good storytelling. From both sides, Rhea did look like she was selling as well as having great offense. So, not mad. I am zero, zero complaints. What can I say? It's much better than uh, the women's tag team match from the night before, as well as the disappointing match of Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch, which I still really need to um, wrap my head around. It's going to be very interesting to see how the man deals with her victory tomorrow night or in a couple of hours, depending on when this goes live, right? Before we do that, I give this match a solid six out of seven. No, ooh, that's a bit too high. 
five out of seven title reigns. It was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Definitely a WrestleMania match. Could it have main evented night one over Shayna and Becky? Oh yeah. Could it have benefited with the crowd? Absolutely. Unfortunately, we get dealt what we are given and we just have to move forward with it, right? Next, last women's match of WrestleMania was the five-pack elimination challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We had Booley defending her title against her best friend, Sasha Banks, as well as the returning irresistible force, um, <laughs> sorry, against Nia, I'm sorry, hang on, against Tamina, also taking on Naomi, also taking on, <laughs> thank you, Kesha, that's accurate, she was also taking on Lacey Evans. However, still no Carmella. And no Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke was pulled out at the last minute, I think, due to coronavirus. Uh, and Carmella, I think, has been on the DL. So we've got to give them all some credit. So let's talk about this. This was the third last match of the night, right before the Firefly, Firefly Funhouse match, which I am just <laughs> not going to touch, as well as the Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre match. So what happened in this match, right? Tamina, I'm sorry, Naya, I mean, sorry, Tamina, really uh, was dominating a lot of this match until she was eventually ganged up on by the team of Naomi and Lacey, as well as Bully and Sasha Banks. So, we have to look at this because it was five, like, you know, a fatal five-way elimination match. We had the team of Bully and Sasha, as well as the team of Naomi and Lacey. Even though there was a little turning point there where Naomi tried to get a roll-up with Lacey, but it just didn't quite work out. Anyway... Tamina, quite dominant throughout. Obviously, we had the two pairings working against each other, trying to attack and eliminate Tamina. They eventually get rid of her. Sick. Bye. Like we expected her to win. Right. I know she was the number one contender. But she lost. Anyway, anyway, that's not the that's not here nor there. What we did have, though, was something very interesting. After Naomi had Sasha Banks in her octopus lock. I'm pretty sure it's not an octopus. Not called an octopus lock. It's called a... Um, let's be fair. It's probably called the glow lock. Knowing Naomi. So we had the glow lock on Sasha Banks. But then Booley broke it up. Protecting Sasha. Which was kind of nice and significant. Right after that moment. Bang. Backstabber. Uh, and Naomi tapped. So that left us with Lacey Evans, Sasha Banks and Booley. And this was a long match. This went for, I'm pretty sure, double plus a little bit more than Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch, which was actually the shortest match of the women in WrestleMania this year. How disappointing. So we're down to three competitors now. Bully, Sasha, Naomi. Now, no, not Naomi, sorry, Lacey. So there was this really cool moment where... There was a turnbuckle kind of interference where Lacey Evans moved as Bully was striking, but actually hit Sasha. And then that was the moment where everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's going to turn. She's going to do it. This is going to happen. Like, it's, this is it. This is the moment. So Sasha then comes in and is like, what? <laughs> That's it. Just full stop. Just a what? No. She came in. She was like, you know, I defended you. I protected you. Like, how could you do this to me? And Booley was like, it's an accident, it's an accident, I'm sorry. So then what had happened was Lacey tried to hit a woman's right on Booley. But Sasha was in front of her. She pushed Sasha. She 
ducked from the women's right. Lacey did a quick 360, 360, a quick 180. Boom, woman's right to Sasha, pinned her. Now, the devil's in the details here because as Lacey was pinning Sasha, Booley just kind of sat on the sat on the mat and just watched. So that was very interesting. And they definitely made, like, commentary definitely made a note of it. Obviously, we're going to have a heel turn moment eventually. Not a heel turn, but we're going to have, like, a sasha Booley rivalry, right? It's coming. So then we're down to two. Lacey, Booley, SmackDown, Women's Championship. It went for maybe, like, five minutes. I kind of tuned out because I was like, oh, hang on now. It should have gone the other way around. Lacey really should have, like, eliminated Booley. Sasha should have watched her pin Booley. And then it was down to Sasha Lacey where Sasha picks up the title. But that's okay. If you listen to the predictions episode, you would have seen where I had ran with this. It just didn't happen that way. And that's okay. Ultimately, what had happened was, uh, you know, a bit of back and forth between Lacey and Booley. Lacey actually looking quite a strong competitor here. This is probably the best performance I have seen of her. And I enjoyed it. Now, in the end, what had happened was... Lacey was gearing up to give a woman's right to finish off the match against Booley to become your new SmackDown Women's Champion. But Sasha actually entered the ring. Bang! Backstabber. And then that weird skull crushing finale, but with the legs that Booley does. I don't think it has a name. Let's just call it the Hugging Knee. Hugging Knee. Bang! One, two, three. Booley retains. And then you have uh, this weird interaction, right? Between Sasha and Booley where Sasha was like, you're the champion, and puts the belt around her waist. It's just very interesting to see. So I'm going to um, say that this is going to be very exciting moving forward, and I can't wait to see what actually happens on SmackDown, because surely something's got to happen. Now, this match, I actually think, mm, if I was ranking it, actually, if I was ranking them all in order, I would give Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, a 5 out of 7 title reigns. I think I gave the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match a 4 out of 7 title reigns. Then I think I gave Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler a 3. So I would give this match a 3.75. Yeah, I think it was better than the Shayna match, but it wasn't as good as the Tag Team match, and it definitely wasn't good as the NXT Women's Championship match. Also, side note... We had, some inter- we had some more females on the roster because I forgot that we didn't talk about the pre-show, which included Liv and Natalia going one-on-one. I give this one a three, no- three stars. It was no better, no worse. Actually, hmm, that's a lie. I give it two and a half out of seven title reigns. Uh, it definitely wasn't as good as Shayna and Becky, obviously. And this match was kind of just thrown together. Why was it Natty? I don't know. Why wasn't Ruby, Riot, and Sarah Logan involved in this pre-show match? It could have just been a triple threat. We had more story leading up to it from Limnet Chamber. But that's okay. It was the pre-show. It was the pre-show. It's cool. It's all good. It's all good. I'm not salty. I'm not. Anyway, guys, that was my WrestleMania breakdown show. I have no idea if this was good or not. I'm very sorry, but WrestleMania spread over two days in front of no crowd in storylines that I just didn't care about and some disappointing moments on night number one just didn't lead uh, to what I really enjoyed about WrestleMania. It definitely didn't feel like it. And that was quite sad, but you know, given the current environment and the current circumstances, we have to accept what had happened and we have to move forward. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Total Recap Show. Listen to all of our episodes on all your streaming services. You can find our links at anchor.fm slash Total Recap Show. And that's it.
that's that was WrestleMania. Until next year, I cannot wait for the Monday after Mania, as well as the Friday night on Fox on SmackdownLive.com after Mania. It should be interesting. Let's see how we plant the seeds moving forward to next year. My name has been Dane. I've been your host for WrestleMania. How cool is that? I will see you guys later in the not too distant future. Hopefully back with Josh, depending on how we, uh, how the world looks in seven more days. So thank you again for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye.